Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's podcast, Pastor John and I discuss what we do when we're having a busy week or our creative tanks are just empty. We also discuss this week's messages in our series entitled Parables. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. This is episode number 57. Number 57. Welcome back, John. Yes. Good to be back. You doing all right? It's a it's a cold and wet day yes, again. Not my day. Not my vibe. Okay, we get, but we have till mid February. That's the kind of That's the right. rule in, Jan, in in Florida around this this part of Florida is mid July, mid mid January, mid February. Then we're done. This is winter time for us. This is it. We and, had, and winter time for us is basic, shirts. basically springtime for everybody <laughs> else. I keep I keep seeing these things where people are like buried under eight feet of snow and. I'm just like, man, I don't know how people live any place but Florida. Yeah, it's the time crazy. of year where most of the world reminds themselves why they hate people who live in Florida. That's right. <laughs> well, we, we're still in the uh, series um, on parables. Uh, you were in uh, Classic, Classic this week. yes. I was in Vine this week. Um, uh, but kicking off, you know, one of the things we were talking about just before we hit record is just kind of the insane kind of schedules that we're both kind of keeping for different reasons you know yeah. this week you you have got two funeral services to prep right. for this 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 week coming up which is an honor for us to be able to do that to yeah. be able to step in those moments you've got civic things that you're a right. part of full day one full day dedicated to that we've got the prom parade coming up yeah, which night is to a, shine which is, which is you know three o'clock till eight o'clock at night yep. and you know take so that's a big chunk of a day and uh and and yeah. stuff for the presbytery which is the larger church that we're working on so all of that is happening this week yeah and and for me i'm at the tail end of getting my doctoral project done and i was telling you before you know i'm just there there are that plus you know generating uh bible study for 40 50 folks on sunday mornings and wednesday night for a dozen folks and there's just this constant generation so one of the things that we could talk about and i think would be good is for folks that you know we are our pastors of a church, not just preachers. And we have a lot of responsibilities. Uh, those that, you know, used to say things like, oh, you know, being a pastor is the easiest job in the world. One day a week, you one work, hour a week. Yeah. One, day, one hour a week, one day a week, which doesn't take into account all the preparation that goes in that one hour. But anyway, um, but there's other stuff that goes and, 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 and we are very committed. I know Pastor Rebecca very committed to making sure that we do everything we can to to get the the preaching preparation that we can. So, what do you do when you're in those kinds of time periods where the 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 schedule is just overwhelming, yeah. the content generation is just kind of overwhelming? How do you kind of carry through that? Yeah to the Sunday morning moment when you're delivering the Word of God to the people of God. No, it's a, it really is. A, it's a real issue. It's a great issue. And, you know, fortunately, you know, not every week is like that. Most weeks you have a, a, a fairly typical week where you've got that margin, you've got that space. But uh, the question really gets into the question that 
probably anybody listening is going to find themselves in the same place from time to time with their own activities of life is what what do you do when your tank is empty yeah. when you're running on when you're running on empty and you need to still show up and you need still show up and get something done i think we might have talked about what do you do when you're like what do you do when you're not feeling well at one yeah. point it's this kind of a similar issue what do you do well in this case it's what do you do when you when you're just you are just have so many things so many irons in the fire and you know you've got a block of time that you need to to get get the get the preparation done and fortunately for you and me uh, this is not not everybody not every pastor can say this because fortunately for you and me we've been at it long enough uh, November will be 25 years for me. Wow! Uh, and, and you've been at it longer than that because you were you were doing this before yes, ordination. And 17, I started preaching when I was 17. Not not every week, but that that was the beginning of the the preaching for me. So yeah, it's been that's 20 25 years or more in your yeah, your case uh, yeah. of of all of the 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 work of digging into the scriptures, understanding the scriptures, all the the exegetical work behind what is these scriptures saying and you've we've got that to lean on. So that's one thing that hap- that you do lean on harder in those times is that you know I know I've got a body of research that I've already already done. And the other thing just like for this week uh you, you when you when when you know it's coming, which I knew this was coming this week, you can you can make adjustments to the week prior, yeah. to, to, to the time prior. So I start earlier. So yeah. I'm, I'm already mostly done with the sermon for this upcoming Sunday. So uh, knowing everything else is coming up. So you start start earlier. You lean on the the backstory that you, the, the back research research that you've done, and then thirdly, uh, your your week that you're prepping when your tank is empty like that. It's just you have to put more time in times when you wouldn't ordinarily be putting times in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't like Saturdays yeah. uh, to be for, for – I don't, I don't like the Saturday night specials. You know, the, uh, you know I like to be done uh, – by Thursday, yeah, and you get you get two more two or more days to think about what you've said, and you, and you come in on Sunday, and you've got it. You know, you're you are so ready. But if you if you're done on Thursday, you're so ready. But some weeks you can't help it. Yeah, some weeks you're going to be into the Friday, and you're going to be into the the, the Saturday, Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. How about you? What do you do? Well, for me, I mean this this season that I'm in right now, it's less about. It is a scheduling thing, but it's less about schedule and more about uh, the creative tank being empty. And I know that there are some preachers as well that the uh, preaching is not a creative effort. Well, it is a creative effort. I mean, um, otherwise, we would just have the same set of sermons that we just every, you know, every church preaches the same sermons and every pastor preaches the same sermons and we just pass those around because as we've talked about on this podcast many times is we're preaching the word of God to the people of God at a very specific time and place so there's a contextual thing that goes on there for me it's it's um, making sure I have the the ability to breathe <laughs> hmm. you, you you've talked about this quite a bit um, in your own ministry but the, the idea of Sabbath if those yeah. if those Sabbath days um, if they're fewer and far between then then the then the creative tank for me is yeah. is empty the busy side for me gets is when those Sabbaths get taken away um, and uh, so I have to just uh, there's a couple things I have to do is one I just force myself to take the Sabbaths uh, force myself to to um, 
you know, let a ball drop. Sometimes you have to just sometimes let a ball drop and say no and reschedule. And thankfully, again, this is not something that everybody can do here or in their ministry, but we can here hand things off to other people because we do have a great staff. We have, you know, uh, good pastoral staff and then also great program staff that, that uh, act in pastoral ways so that, uh, those types of burdens aren't nearly as uh, as heavy. I mean, it would be very different if um, you know you or I were in a, a church in a solo pastorate situation where you're you're the preacher, you're the only preacher, and you have to do it uh, all the time. In those cases, oftentimes that that pastor or preacher has the ability to kind of uh, say no to things and cancel meetings if they're if they're smart enough to say no to cancel right, meetings they right. have to be smart enough to and do usually that. in those the people of the churches understand that that's one person yes and that one person is, doesn't have backup like like they would have at a church like ours yes well you hope that they would understand i've seen some churches that don't uh, yes, understand that's true that too so a lot but it is important and and like you said a lot of that comes into the what you do the weeks leading up to it and being able to anticipate the 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 scheduling issues that you're going to have the 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 push the push seasons that you're going to have um i've gotten a lot better in my ministry and i'm sure you have as well too making sure i look two and three weeks four yeah. weeks ahead to say what's coming down and julie and i pray through that um and figure out how to make those things work so that we're as much as possible, not burning our candle all the way, all yeah. the way out. So, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine used a word, and it really fits what you were talking about. When you're when you're in the again, it's for us as preachers, but anybody who's listening right now, it's for anybody doing anything, anytime. There's a certain amount of brain capacity that you that you have, and when your brain is full of going to this and I'm going to that, I've got this to do and I've got this to do. Um, he, he called it brain space. Yeah. He said he said he would say to me, I uh, I don't have the brain space for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, can you do such and such? He said, I, I, I would love to, but I do not have the brain space for that. I know what would happen if I gave myself to that. It would mean that that everything that I've got my brain attached to would would suffer. Mm-hmm. And so, just that ability to carve out, just the ability to say those words, I think that's really great. The fact that you can say those words, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I want to. I mean, that's the, that's the other that's piece the that goes part. with it. Is that we because we love what we do. Yeah. We want to do it all, yeah, and we want to do it all all the time. And mm. but we're, we've also been around long enough to know that you can do that for a little while. You can, well, and, but and, uh, you can't. You can't sustain it. That's 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 what that's the genius of God in giving us this this rhythm of six and one. When you and I've had conversations, especially I've been in my doctorate as I've been towards the end of it, I've had to come into your office and say, "Look, I'm anticipating this season. I'm going to have to beg off of you know preaching this week or or." And, and those are things I absolutely do not like to do, but I know that if I don't, other things are going to suffer. Family life is going to suffer. My my mental and emotional and spiritual health, health sure. will suffer, and uh, that's what's great about being a team. And so I think with people that don't necessarily have – uh, a church team like we have, making sure you have people that you can talk those things through to get them to encourage you to say, you need to say no to something. Mm. Uh, you need to say the, I can't, I don't have the brain space, I don't have the mental yeah. capacity to do this, um, so that you have somebody else that's agreeing with you. Yes, this is a lot, you're you're, you're taking on a lot. Uh, and and because we, we really value uh, the preaching 
the preached word of God. And we want to make sure that's done as well as possible. And uh, because there's, you know, we know that there are uh, several hundred people in a room. There are hundreds of people online and we feel the mantle of responsibility that, that we get to deliver the word of God for them that week. And how does that, how's that going to shape their discipleship for that week? Um, I think it is important that we, we make sure we are anticipating those things. So, so um, that's all about the things are busy. Brain space is limited. I'm, I'm distracted. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm creative tanks are are empty, but something does happen. And I I wonder if you could share with you, with your experience of with all that going on, the moment you step up, Oh, God takes over. Can you talk? Describe, well, so, what's so, that like for you? The moment you step up, because you got all that going on yeah. in your brain up to that point, all that you know, busyness and just, you know. But when you step up there, and it's time. Well, I think it's interesting. I think some people ask the question, and I, I'm sure they ask you this: Do you get nervous preaching? And I don't. I, I, ha, I don't can't remember the last time I was nervous preaching. I think because somewhere along the way, I realized it's not up to me. Right. And and so uh, this week is a great example of that. This Sunday, this past Sunday is a great example of that. I had a message prepped out. I had it written out. I was not good with it. I didn't feel good about it. I didn't I didn't like where I, I just didn't like the organization. It didn't it wasn't flowing from, you know, we've talked about the written versus the spoken. Mm-hmm. It wasn't flowing. Um I came in. I, I get to the to first pres very. I'm not a morning person. I get here really early on Sunday mornings. I mean, I'm here. I'm the first or second person here. I'm usually here between five thirty and six in the morning. And I sat down here at the desk and I just was praying. Okay, Lord, if this is what you want me to preach, great. I don't feel great about this though. So I'm praying right now that you give me some ability to make this this. Co- cogent coherent understandable and i ended up kind of re not rewriting but reformatting a good 35 to 50 percent of the whole message wow. on sunday morning which i hate doing that yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't up to me right, right. And, and and i think bef- up to that point i think i had been trying to rely on my my creativity and so when i stepped up on sunday morning this past sunday i you know i was in a, a great deal of prayer um uh, and just I kind of just let the service. I said, Lord, okay, this is this is your moment, it's not my moment. So I'm just I'm just giving this to you. As we were singing and as we as uh, as Jennifer was leading us in song and prayer, I said, Lord, this is your your spirit's gonna have to work. I'm I'm a broken vessel, imperfect, uh, and so here we go. You, you take over, and I and and hopefully I think he 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 did he did, and and people were. We're edified by by the message on Sunday. I'm just glad to hear you say that because it's uh, and I think we've talked about this before as well. But but there is something about those those kind of weeks when you when you are aware of your, the limitations on and demands on your time, um, and and what it took for you to get ready for that moment. Uh, those moments prior to the moment, when yeah. you're leading up in the worship service prior to that moment, I, I've. It's, it is a frequent prayer of mine, very similar to what you were just saying. Is that Lord. I need you. Yeah, this congregation needs you. Yeah. You know, we, yeah, this is this. I, I, what I'm about to say, Lord, I feel like you, you've given me the words, 
But Lord, I need you to to just give me the moment and give us the moment w- with your word. And so I release it to you. Yeah. And and it, it's and it's almost that. It's almost that release. And you were, that's what you were describing. It's like I'm I'm letting go of this. I've done everything I needed to do. I've, done, I've been as faithful as I knew how to be. Now, Lord, it's, it's all up to you. And that's those. And inevitably, because not every week you're feeling that tension. And inevitably, the weeks that you are feeling that tension is when you get the most feedback. It's like maybe it's like I've, I joked about it. Maybe I need to insert tension uh, into the week. Well, I think sometimes that's why. I mean, I've heard pastors say this before. I think that's sometimes why the Saturday, sometimes Saturday night, Sunday morning are the hardest days of the week for pastors because I th- almost constantly turning it over. Yeah, I think God, you're constantly your turning it over, and 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 we. I wonder if, and I'm kind of just speaking out loud now, I wonder if God puts those moments of, of tension in our lives to remind us how how imperfect and broken we yeah. are as vessels, and that yeah. if he doesn't get involved, it's it's going to, I think yeah. it's, it's it's all going to, the wheels and, are all going to fall and, off. And that we need to be reminded of that truth. Yes. That if he doesn't get involved, the wheels are going to fall off. Yeah, and, and this week, you know, for me, this, this on one hand, this parable of the tenants was um, – it's a very simple parable. Yeah. I mean, the, the ideas are very simple. But on the other hand, it was very challenging for me to dig into this parable and, and unpack it for the congregation. And I wonder if you talk about for a second your preparation for this particular parable. Yeah. You and I ended up in a lot of very similar ways, but we definitely took different routes to get, to get there. there. So yeah. what was your experience in yeah. approaching this yeah. parable from Matthew twenty one? Well and, and I said it and I think you know said it a little differently in the in the in person services as well, but that you know part of understanding what understanding the parable is just like who were the players in that in the parable itself yeah. so it's just to attach meaning to each of those players in the in the parable so um and what was challenging i thought this week was that he did that and we talked about it at, i think at the end of last week's recording for this mm-hmm. was about about he shifts right after the mixed metaphor thing so yeah. he goes from the from the parable to the to the to the the metaphor of the of the cornerstone yeah and so okay so so that's part of it and then the reaction to that is is part of that what he says to them is part of it and then their reaction to what he said to to them in, in response to all of that is part of it so it's really this one felt this one felt um, it needed more work just to put out the the, the storyline and yeah. put keep, keep track of who's on first yeah. you know keep track of what's being said and then pull out where we land with it yeah for, and 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 you talk about things that we leave on the cutting room floor as you noticed and i just didn't even i mean i i, did I, notice I preached the, on the the, the the stone the cornerstone but, but i preached on the rejection side i didn't even talk of, and and that was one of the things sunday morning at five thirty, sitting at the desk yeah. i just i was praying lord what do i do with this and i i mean literally there's a whole paragraph just uh, in ask jim and lana who run the slides upstairs in vine they they saw a big exes through it i'm just not i just don't have time to do cuz to, to me when i was doing the research i'm like oh it's so cool because you know he's talking about the stone and and the stone that the builders rejected it goes you know it ties into the to the the, the idea of the temple and the presence of god here on earth and which you didn't really talk about but that because that's it's kind of so esoteric in its its understanding i was like oh that's so cool but man, i can't jam it into the 
the point that I feel like God wants that, me to that, make with the people. Is, it, fit, it was a there was a lot to jam in. Yeah, you know, in a, in a twenty twenty five minutes of time, there's a there's a lot to jam in. Well, and then making the the application point right to the people that you're again. We preach the word of God to the people of God at a specific time in a specific context. Yeah. It's not a it, it can be broad, but we're thinking about what does this congregation yeah. need. And uh, that 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 was a very interesting that mixed metaphor thing. I, always, yeah. I said it yeah. last week. It's always yeah. a challenge for me. <laughs> but, I, you know, and this and the, the classic service at 1030, um, the one of the elders who's teaching the um, the the third grade Bible class, I saw her come into the yeah. into the in this in the balcony. And I said something about that, that that at the beginning of the sermon and said, the idea is that she's helping those children find understanding in, in order to apply the word of God to yeah. their lives and said, and that's what we're doing right here as well. So in order to, to do that, we need to we need to have understanding of what does what does this passage say? Well, there's you could go on forever yeah. just on the understanding part of it. But to your point, it has to be lived and applied experience so we have to have those places of applications can you talk a little bit about how you well you know, how you chose and what you what you landed with with the application yeah so 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 there was i think we, we we you and i probably read a lot of the same commentaries because you know one of the things that's really interesting about this parable is you know jesus is is talking to specifically the religious leaders i mean the religious leaders that he's he's referring to are really the primary focus of who he's directing is this parable and the previous parable which we preached on at the very beginning of the series which is the parable of the two sons um the idea that the that that the vineyard is Israel, the tenants are the leaders, and uh, they're asked to turn over you know good fruit uh, to the to the owner, the Lord. So for me, when I when I get in there, so there's a lot of things in my head as I'm going into that. So I'm like, so if I know all this, is this is this parable only applicable to current church leaders? Well, the answer is, is obviously not. This is another thing, cutting room floor, because. All all believers are are considered priests, right? That was the, the idea of the priesthood of all believers, and we did cover that in a, one of the parables in a, a few different weeks parable, ago, in exactly. A different way, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of just holding on to that idea in my head to say, well, I'm I'm going to go right to how does this apply to the person sitting in the room, and uh, I I felt like one of the challenges that a person in the room might experience when reading this parable is this idea of an absentee landowner. Yeah, that was good. And the absentee landowner coming in asking tenants to give them portions of the produce. And so my I, my my thought process there was this is not dissimilar from how people most people work today. I mean, we don't think of it like this, but most people don't work in jobs that they own, you know, they don't own the companies of the the businesses or, or the places where they work. Most people work for somebody else who works for somebody else who works ultimately for an owner, and the owner may or may not be there day to day, but the owner is getting the the vast portion of the the profits from that company, and then the people working there are getting a portion of it, right? Yeah. So I wanted to make that connection so it, it eased the tension in people's minds, because I think there's a lot of criticism that says, well, God asks us for things, and he doesn't, you know, he, you know, he, he asks us to, to bear fruit for him is the image that's used and that we both landed on uh, talking about quite a bit, but 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 what right does he have right so i mean this is the the internal kind of thing i'm like wait a minute he has given us everything 
and he's created an environment where we can be the people that God wants it, that he wants us to be and, and do the things that God wants us to do. And so that's where I, where I wanted to, to begin to unpack that. And then the messenger, the messengers, the servants, the idea of the prophets and the messengers, and those things get really touchy with people. And then ultimately the exception, the accepting or rejecting of the son. Yeah. And that's where fruit get, gets born out in our lives. So, you know, you're looking at it um, and, and really unpacking all of those different things as well, too. So how, how, how was your 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 uh, specific approach? What was your really big concern there? Well, uh, what stood out to me when I first looked at this and part of the reason why I wanted to put this one on the schedule was uh, was was that uh, the, the the tenants would be. Go, would go away and new tenants would come in who would provide fruit. That was the language in there. Yeah. They, the new tenants would be the ones who would provide the fruit to the landowner as they, as they were supposed to. And I thought, gosh, with all the drama in here, this story really is about the, the, the landowner, the Father in heaven. God is looking for people mm-hmm. who will provide the fruit that he puts into their lives. And so I, that was like, oh. Even for me, like when I picked it up, whenever that was, you know, a month or two months ago, it's like, wow, that's that's that. Yeah. That, that really is about being fruitful. Mm-hmm. And so with all the twists and turns and the mixed metaphors and all this, it, in, in the end, it's about being fruitful, which is, you know, you and I both landed there. And it's really, uh, for me, it was just really building up, unpacking it, make sure we understand the, the, yeah. the story, the flow of the story, so we get understanding to lead to the to the to the punchline of it all which is that god's looking for people who will be fruitful yeah and so what does that look like and i and i thought you know i think it's it's the 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 whole you know the whole story about the rejection of the servants or or the the metaphor being that it's the prophets right yeah. my 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 head went to man we how often do we reject the message of god by just simply ignoring it, you know, just simply. Yeah, I thought it was a great. I starred that when I was taking notes with your sermon. Is that is that uh, you know they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear you know the 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 Jezebel who killed. We we had several references. Said, yeah, the King Ahab, the, Jezebel. The, 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 yeah, they didn't want they didn't want to hear these prophets when they, when the words of the prophet did not satisfy their little itchy ears, and so they killed them. Yeah, and uh, but I loved I loved when you said today we don't kill them, we don't abuse them, we don't harass them, just ignore them. We just ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's and it's a challenge I think for us as preachers to think to think through that. You know, what's what's the what's the percentage 90% of what's preached on Sunday is forgotten by Monday morning. And yeah. I think that's maybe a generous I think that's still maybe a generous. But it's like okay, so and that's why I think one of the the, the fact that we have two messages that approach the same thing, and we do this podcast, give people the opportunity to have that reinforcement. Circle back through. So the only way they're ignoring it is if they just don't listen right and uh and and i i you know i really i loved how you got to when you got to that fruitfulness piece fruitfulness piece you really went back through the uh, 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 not all because it would take forever to do it but you really went through and talked about the the whole image of fruitfulness from old testament all the way to 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 paul's use in in the book of galatians and and i really love that i I love when you start to get the word connections and i didn't really go there Mm. as much um was there were there parts of that that 
because you did a very good job of being really succinct. And I know that could have branched out into a million different directions. Were there things in that piece where you're like, man, if I had a few more minutes, I'd, I'd bring this idea that the psalmist writes about with fruitfulness because you, I mean, you, you went with Psalm one, uh, Psalm 92. Psalm 92 yeah. I mean, yeah, and then yeah, just yeah. on and on and the Galatians contrast. Yeah. yeah. So were there things that you were like, yeah. man, well, if I had more time, I'd, I'd love to bear this out, but it really didn't, fit as much there. The, the idea that, yes, the idea in, in the Old Testament, the idea of a fruitful person is the righteous person mm-hmm. who, is, who is living righteously and, and how that gets played out in Abraham and, how, and even in the, I loved how you went to the Hebrews, you know, and looked yeah. back on the, you know, the, that that even even as they look back on Abraham's life, the idea of righteousness and what righteousness would look like and how righteousness is a form of fruitfulness as well. All of that was like, man. <laughs> but the concept of righteousness can get real yeah, bogged down Real quickly. bogged down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah that was that was again what I wanted to do is I wanted to paint the paint the picture in a with a broad enough and yet specific enough stroke to say this this then is the sum of what fruit, fruitfulness looks like. Yeah. So now we that's we got to figure out how to live that out in in our life. Yeah. And I, I, I really love that connection. It's funny because you, you, when you when you were mentioning the idea of righteousness and, and briefly just kind of touched on it, I was like, man, there's a lot. I know there's a lot more there because I I'm teaching um, I'm teaching through Matthew in in the agape bible study and uh at the baptism of jesus you know when john is saying i cannot be baptized by you you should be baptizing me and jesus says no this is right for us to do now to fulfill all righteousness so that whole i so i'm really unpacking righteousness but again it's in a bible study where you have the so i have the the, more time more space we can go through all the different aspects of it and if if you don't finish it today we're just gonna pick this up next week (laughs) it's harder to do that in a sermon (laughs) Although some preachers do that. I've, I've literally heard of preachers saying, yeah. you know what? We're going to pause right here, and we're going to talk about it next week. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if I do that or not. You, yeah. you landed with the, um, the, the statement. One, you had these statements about good tenants. Good tenants do this, and good tenants do that. But you landed with the statement that good tenants are interested uh, in bearing good fruit. Yeah. And you did the same thing that I was doing. We did it differently, mm-hmm. but you did the same thing. You said, okay, this is what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. It looks like sacrifice. It looks like serving mm-hmm. others. It looks like um, um, not just blessing and serving and loving on people who are like us and yeah. people that we like, but particularly hitting those people that we don't like, that are not easy to love, that are not part of our inner circle. I thought it was really effective. Well, and to me, what was what was when I when I, where I really in my mentally I didn't verbalize this, but mentally what I was thinking about two sides, one from the text as Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders, one of the big problems that they had was they were so selfish. I mean, they loved the finest seat in the synagogue as Jesus mm-hmm. pronounces the woes on them. They like being recognized and lauded for their righteousness. Not they're, exactly the sacrificial li- living exactly, you're talking about. Exactly. They're, 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 they, and this, again, this parable is the one that follows the parable of the two sons where Jesus is contrasting the, the religious leaders with the tax collectors and the prostitutes who who listened to John the Baptist. And so I, I look at our congregation and our congregation is great in, in so many ways, but not unlike the broader country. We tend to bless the people that are immediately around us. You know, we want to be a blessing, but we want to be a blessing to people who can bless us back. You know, the, you talked about, we've talked about 
about this being a very trans we live in a very transactional sort yeah. of society this for that you know quid pro quo all the time and 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 the the fruit the good fruit of Jesus Christ uh, even if when you when you go back and look at the fruit of the spirit that Paul talks about all of that is about reaching out to folks that will not in turn reach back out to you or may yeah, not the, be able to great, reach back out to you. Your great line that you said was uh, is is blessing the people that are easy to miss. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that really like wow, that's yes, because I'm you know, I just I just met yesterday with two black pastors and we we're just talking about the differences of our of our contexts that where where we serve and the and the people that that are in their communities and in their congregations versus uh, in our congregation and uh, frankly they're easy to, they're easy to miss. Around Lake Hollingsworth, yeah, you know, there, it's 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 easy to miss. Uh, uh, it's easy to miss the homeless. It's easy to miss the uh, lots of people in our in in Lakelands. I, I, that was like, that's a great line. So uh, fruitfulness means, you know, God has a preference and has you know a, a favor on those very people and and wants His people to be agents of blessing for the, for those who are easy to miss and so he calls us to be to be with them and so i think fruitfulness is is living that out well and i think this is why again and i i feel like i sometimes beat a dead horse this is why i think people need to listen to both messages because then you really flesh out this idea that fruitful one of the things i really loved is that fruitfulness is not a one-off thing i mean this is it is constant uh, for 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 those of us who are you know, followers of Jesus Christ, we're not saying, okay, this is my, I'm going to be fruitful now, but I'm not going to be fruitful, you know, the other days of the week. Fruit, fruitfulness is ongoing. And that, that to me, I think is such a challenge for Christians. They, they, they did their good deed, so now I'm done. I've done my Christian thing, so now I'm done. And well, that's not – The other thing is age uh, is you – know, that, that's why the image of – it's one of the reasons why the image of Psalm 1 stood out is that yeah. it, uh, even into old age – yeah, or that was Psalm ninety two. Yeah. Even to old age, they're still they're still bearing fruit. And because so, because in that in the in the classic service, there are a, there are people there are some folks that man they serve and serve and serve until they die. Yeah, um, we we have a couple of, of folks that we're doing funerals. You're doing funerals for this weekend, and they served the Lord in their generation, and yep. then they died. Yeah, and great wonderful people. But there are others that say, no, 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 I'm retired. <laughs> So I'm done. It's now it's time for the next generation to do the work of the church. Well, uh, maybe the next generation does need to do that, but you're still breathing. Yeah. You still yeah. walk. Yeah, yeah. To, your, to be fair, there's truth to that. There, yes. yeah, there's some things that that your capacity for or or whatnot is has changed, and you you're unable to do certain things, but. Not as many as some people would would yeah. say, and there's a lot more that can can be done. And, and really, just the call was to keep. And, I, and I'm looking out in the classic service, and I've got you know ch- children mm-hmm. in their you know uh, nine year olds in, in the room and ninety year olds in yeah. the room. And I'm saying there it is from from you know from that you know that f- 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 to, to understand when you're when you're a young person that you're called to bear fruit. Yeah, and then you're when you're when you're old, you're still called to bear fruit. Yeah. Well, it's 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 an ongoing process, but it's also a process. And you mentioned this too, and 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 this is the tripping point for a lot of people, especially as, as they as people get old, well, and they get younger. It's not just older people, but it takes work and sacrifice. It's it's it is something that has to be cultivated and worked at, and it may look different. 
you know, you people that are bearing fruit in their 70s and 80s, it, it might look different because energies are different. But but you also have a, a lifetime's worth of experience that can, that needs to be shared with previous generations. And if they're not, not doing the it, if they're not doing it, then who's going to do it? I yeah. mean, that's that's the thing. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're slinging tables at you know church picnics. Right. But they might be. You know, there's just a lot of ways. But it, it still takes that work and sacrifice. And I think that was such a, a an important point for people to kind of your just, points still apply for the all, all all of age, any stage yeah. of, of life. You know, sacrificial living, serving others, blessing people who are not uh, like who maybe it's easy easy to miss. All those things can be done at any stage of life. And it's just yeah. a matter of in, intending to to do so. And I think that's that was the challenge that that you and I both laid out there on Sunday. Yeah. Again, why it's important. We have two messages. Atta- I almost said attacking. That's very violent. No, uh, approaching the same passages of scripture, uh, get a really clear understand, a clearer understanding of what how we can take this the this this parable and apply it to our lives. Uh, I encourage anyone who's missed any one of our messages this week or previous weeks to go to our website fpclakeland.org. Click on the uh, sermon archive tab under the worship uh, section of our website. You can see or hear the messages, um, watch the entire services, the ones that you missed, and then come hear us talk about armchair preaching. Of course, if you're listening to me say that, you're already listening to armchair <laughs> preaching. Make sure you uh, while you're walking around uh, the lake, or that's right, getting your kids from school, in, in car line, or wherever you are. Yeah, be sure to uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast apple podcasts uh, google uh, spotify stitcher soundcloud and share it with your friends so that they know how, how your discipleship is going and maybe it can be edifying for them as well john thanks once again for sitting in Good the armchair with me next week uh, pastor rebecca's in classic you're going to be in vine this week it's going to be an exciting week and what are you doing this week zach i am i am rapidly approaching <laughs> the finish line of my doctor or, or, or the first draft i keep having to I have to temper my expectations, but the big, big, big this crossing. Is your, this is your big push right this now. This is the big push. Doing lots of footnotes right now. Just cleaning up my footnotes right now uh, for my doctoral project. So I appreciate the... Uh, I see the finish line up ahead. That's right. I appreciate the leeway here at FPC and for those that have been supportive, John, you included. Thank you for being here, John, once again, and uh, we'll see everybody again next week.